like we find with a lot of business owners. You create a business that is really an extension of yourself. And so if you really value modern, clean design, you're probably attracting clients who also value that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Brandset Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's guests are stylists Cameron and Willow, founders of Refined Elevation. They help business owners craft their brand perception through the outfits that they wear. Today we chat about how Cameron and Willow founded Refined Elevation, why one's wardrobe matters, and how it can impact a client's perception of you. Be sure to check out the resources on their blog too. They put out a bunch of practical content, like one of their latest posts, Seven Steps to Match Your Outfit to Your Desired Brand Perception. You can find links to their website in our show notes. And speaking of show notes, as always, be sure to check those out at davianchrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brandset Book Podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. Now, on to the episode. Well, Cameron Willow, welcome to the Francis Book Podcast. Thanks for taking the time to share your expertise with us this morning. As I was just telling you before we turned on the, the mic here, I'm really excited to chat with you because I'm not sure that I know anybody else that does what you all do. We haven't really met him either, but we're happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Davey. Yeah, awesome. So one of the reasons that I'm excited to chat with you all is because we talk about brand a lot on the Brands of Book Podcast. I mean, of course, that that makes a lot of sense, right? But this is, you know, talking about, you know, styling outfits, you know, that that realm, just something that I don't think we've ever talked about on the podcast and probably because I have no style at all. So this is, I think Krista <laughs> is personally excited that, that I'm recording this episode with you all. But could you just tell everybody, you know, just in a sentence or two, what exactly it is that you all do and how you do it? Yeah, of course. So we help entrepreneurs and business people align their outfits and their personal presentation with their desired brand perception. Awesome. Yeah. And that's just such a nice, succinct way to put it. What are some of the ways that you go about doing that? So one of the main ways we style entrepreneurs for their branding photo sessions. So that's kind of a really relevant way when business owners need to align their outfits and their pers- presentation with what their brand perception wants to be because that's going to be on their website maybe the first time a prospective client sees them. So that's probably the most common way that we do it because nowadays people aren't going in the office five days a week. So they're probably not seeing clients face to face five days a week. So we really focus on those times where your client is going to be seeing you in person or online. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I didn't even really think about that, but I, I could see how that would be super helpful before like a brand shoot or something like that really to go to you all. And, you know, we know a lot of photographers who have, I think, good style and aesthetics and preferences and all, yeah. but that's not exactly their specialty, right? So I guess, right, it, you exactly. know, that's where you all would, would step in. Definitely. Yeah. So just another piece to that partnership to make sure you're branding photos and portraying exactly how you want to. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, on the Brands of Book podcast, especially as whenever we have a new guest, we like to step back and talk about how, you know, the business came to be and what that looks like. So maybe you all could share a little bit about yourselves and how you got into this to begin with. Yeah, definitely. So sorry, I'm talking a lot at the beginning, but Will will have her chance in the spotlight, I promise. Um, so I have been into style since I was like five years old. So it basically started my dad set out an outfit for me for the day. And I said, no, I don't think those two things go together. And I picked out something different. And that was kind of where it all ran from there. But for whatever reason, I never considered it as a career option. That's what I spent my kind of money on and my free time researching all the way through adolescence and everything. But I kind of thought I was destined to be working a nine to five desk job or in sales or something like that. For whatever reason, it was just always a personal thing for me all the way to the point where I was in the middle of law school. And I realized that my favorite part of the week was Sunday afternoons when I would pick out my five outfits for the week for law school. And the actual school part of it was just killing me. And so two years into law school with one year to go, I made the decision to drop out of law school because I was never going to be an attorney. And Willow and I moved back to California where we grew up and didn't really have a plan for what I was going to do for work. I lived on LinkedIn for a few weeks and really couldn't find any nine to five job where I was really excited about it. So Will and I went away to the desert for our anniversary trip one weekend and we were sitting out by the pool where all good business ideas come from. And she asked, right. so what have you been into for the longest? What are you really good at that you could help somebody else with? And so for me, it always been clothing and style. And so that was where this company started. And we started pretty broadly helping men and women just with personal style. But then over this past year, we've rebranded and focused quite a bit. And Willow joined the company in a more client-facing way, which has been awesome because Willow's really passionate about like the entrepreneurial community and she knows that whole side of things. I don't know that much about that side except through her, but I know the style part. So it took a lot longer than you would think to put the style and the entrepreneurial community together between the two of us and things that we're interested in, but we finally made it and that's going pretty well now. Yeah, that's awesome. And and Willow, what does your role look like in the business? Especially I know that you're a photographer and that's your background. So what does that look like for you integrating into that that business? Right. So joining Cam, when he started the company himself, I was really just helping him with the back end stuff. That's where I excel. You know, let's get your email list starting and let's get your website designed and let's do your branding and all the stuff that I knew is like such a focus having done a business in the past. And then, you know, at first though, it was just me being a nice wife and being helpful to him. And then in January, I joined the company formally. And we just kind of realized like, oh, there's more of a full-time role here for me to be helping with like the online development and understanding what as a previous like photographer and entrepreneur, like what would be so helpful for people? What are problems that we can solve for them that Cameron can bring his style expertise to? 
Yeah. How is it working together as a husband and wife team? We've interviewed so many husband and wife teams, and of course, Chris and I, husband and wife team as well. But how has that gone? I think that's the topic for the next podcast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that needs a 30-minute conversation. But no, I feel like it accelerates a lot of things in a marriage. You have to kind of figure things out a lot quicker, and you can't really sweep things under the rug because you're working together all day. So I think it's been good for us personally. There's, there's no hiding anything. So you kind of just got to work through it and get better together. Yeah. I think that's a really great insight too, just because, you know, it's not like you go home at the end of the day. It's not like you're like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, it, there's an hour left in the work day. I'm going to go home and, and just, you know, sleep on this one or whatever. You're like, you're not going anywhere, right? You're just right, hanging yeah. out. Yeah. So that yeah. is interesting insight. And yeah, I mean, having worked with Kristen now for, I guess like, coming up on 10 years here wow it's definitely there's definitely been challenges and ongoing challenges too (laughs) but a lot of really great things as well but back to brand styling so what what does a brand stylist do and what are some reasons that a person might consider investing in a brand stylist that's a great question so a brand stylist as we have kind of defined it for ourselves is someone like kim said earlier who helps entrepreneurs and business owners align their personal representation, what they're wearing with their desired brand perception. And so similarly to how you would invest in, you know, website design or copywriting for your brand that your clients are going to interact with, your outfit is something that we view is worth investing in as well. And it's something, thankfully, that you can outsource to an expert, to someone else. You don't have to, you know, be a fashionista to make this cohesive for your brand. And so one of the reasons that we think it's so important is we know from psychology that humans make assumptions about another person's like character and abilities based solely on physical appearance. It's called the halo effect. It might not be our best, you know, character trait as humans, but it's something that we do. And so as a business owner, you've spent all this time curating this brand online and this experience of how you want your clients to interact with you. And so you want that outfit to further reinforce that you're the expert in this field and that you are competent, that you can solve their problem. And so that's that's what we do is we help style be a tool for business owners to really book more clients and, and kind of have that assumption made about them that they know what they're doing and they know how to do it well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and again, could see why that would be so valuable. And that's interesting. I want to look up more about the halo effect, you know, and some research around there. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it totally makes a lot of sense. What have been some challenges, you know, I guess this goes back to just building the business. What have been some challenges in educating people, you know, as to what you do and why it's important, you know, because, you know, as you all suggested, and I mentioned like you all are the only people I know that are doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> and I know there's personal stylists out there and, and things like that. But so what challenges have you faced in trying to convey what it is that you do and convince people that it's worthwhile to invest in? Yeah, so it's kind of kind of twofold. So I feel like in some ways, it's been easier to convince people to invest in this as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, because we can explain how it is just another tool of communication with your client. So there's actually kind of a business reason to care about what you're wearing. When we started with personal style, we had kind of an issue convincing people, hey, invest in your clothes when maybe they didn't really care about style personally. And maybe they didn't have a huge reason their day-to-day life to care about it. Whereas a, a business owner really does. 
And to your point about explaining what it is that we do, that is where we have to spend more time to educate kind of what this space is that we're carving out. Because like you said, there's, there's not a lot of branding stylists out there and not a lot of awareness, I guess, of what it is. So it's a little bit of education of, hey, this is what we could do for you and explaining why that could make a difference in their business and kind of a way for them to stand out from other business owners. Yeah. What are some of the channels that you all have been doing that on or found more success than others? You know, is that typically through your email list or social? Yeah. So we've been on Instagram and so that's been a place where we've been building some awareness and then kind of the good old fashioned freebie route with the email list that Willow's got us on. So again, that's Will has been super helpful with all that. Cause if it was just up to me, this wouldn't be a business right now. I'd just be helping people with clothing and not making money. So Willow made this a business. And so, yeah, just trying to find ways that we can add some value for people and then talking to them through emails and kind of providing more value. And then at this point, it's mainly service-based. So we don't really have a, a product out right now. We're working one-to-one with people because at this point it is a, a pretty personal endeavor, depending on what the entrepreneur's business is and who their ideal client is. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons I asked is just because I think that's an issue that so many of us face, you know, where maybe we have a new niche. It might not even be a new product, but maybe a new audience that we're trying to reach. And it can be difficult sometimes, you know, when it's so clear to you, the benefits, right? In conveying right. that to other people. So that can be such a challenge, I think sometimes. Yeah. So that's why I ask, you know, and also interesting too about the husband-wife team thing. There's always one spouse that makes it a business, right? You know, uh, yes. and I find it's not always, you know, not always the wife, not always the husband, but there's always one. I feel like for Krista, that's definitely Krista for us. She keeps us, she keeps us in line. Yes. You need one. That's right. That's right. So when do you need to care about how your outfit looks as a business owner? And one of the things that you mentioned is that so many people are working at home post COVID, right? You know, so remote work has become, I think, more popular than ever. You know, right now you only see kind of from my chest up, right? right so the top half. that's right. I feel like that's all I have to worry about. I guess what aspects of, you know, even from working from home, can you help people convey in terms of style? Yeah. So the good news is you really only need to care about what your outfit is communicating to your client when you are going to be seeing your client either in person or online or when your client is going to be seeing you. So you don't need to change your entire personal wardrobe in order to kind of get the benefit of this. Because in all reality, like you said, a lot of people are working from home and maybe you only see a client once every couple of days or something like that. So for the days when you know that you're not going to be seeing a client, then you can wear your comfy sweatpants and work from home and send emails all day long and it's not going to make a difference to them. They don't know. So it's really for those times when you know you're going to be interacting with a client. So that could be something like in person or on Zoom, like consultation call with a prospective client. Those are super important because that's going to be maybe the first time that they're going to be interacting with you and first impressions are a big deal. Or even something like a branding photo session, those are going to be maybe your first impression online. So maybe it's not an old fashioned handshake introduction. It might be the photo on your home screen of your website. And that's going to be where someone sees you for the first time. So those are the places where you can really make a big impact with your prospective clients. And those are the times when it might be worth paying a little bit extra attention and being intentional with what your outfit is going to be communicating to that person. Yeah. And how much, how much do you feel like an, an outfit impacts 
a client's perception. I know you alluded earlier to the halo effect, but maybe you could speak a little bit more to that. Yeah, no, definitely. So for when you're meeting a prospective new client, those first impressions are really everything. They're so important. And so we know, you know, they've done studies similar to the halo effect where, you know, they've analyzed and people make a snap subconscious judgment when they're meeting someone new and that first impression in less than one second which is like a really, really short amount of time. And you can kind of relate it similarly to a website, right? Someone new comes on your website, they're going to decide pretty quickly whether they want to scroll and continue to engage with you or if they want to leave. And so your outfit and what you're wearing in that first impression is kind of giving them that same nod. Can this person solve my needs? Are they a competent professional? Or do I want to go find the solution elsewhere? And so- Yeah, exactly. So when you pick out your outfit, you don't want there to be any subconscious hesitation for your potential client. So if someone interacts with you and let's say they go sign up for a lead magnet and they're like, oh, great. Like these emails are so well written. This person is such a professional. And then they're looking at the experience you offer and they're like, oh, it looks so comprehensive. And then they get to the point where they're going to do a discovery call to see if they want to book you and you show up wearing a graphic t-shirt, their brain does like a little pause and it goes, hmm, like there's a little hesitation there. And so what we really want is to make sure that that outfit, your personal appearance is further backing up and reinforcing the competence of your brand that they've seen online and not causing any cognitive disconnect there in that last moment because you want to look like they're professional and and back to the halo effect, you want them to assume great things about you in that first impression. Yeah. So what are a few things that someone can do to elevate their client's perception of you, if that makes sense? So are there certain practical things that you typically tell people to do? Yeah, definitely. There's a few very practical ways to start this even today. The starting point where we always start with our clients is figuring out who the entrepreneur's ideal client is and what they value. Because at the end of the day, the entrepreneur isn't dressing for themselves and their business. They're really dressing to communicate to their ideal client and what their ideal client is going to receive and perceive from their outfit really depends on what their ideal client values. And so that could mean going on Instagram and finding several of your ideal clients maybe a past client that you've worked with that you want to attract more of and figure out what types of clothing they wear. Really helpful if you could figure out what brands they wear because brands are a great way to kind of have that really easy connection with somebody through style. So kind of the baseline is always figuring out who your ideal client is and what they value. And then put that somewhere in a Google Doc or somewhere where you can come back to it and even add to it over time because Style is one of those things that it is kind of an evolving pursuit of always adding to that research of maybe you meet with a client in person and you notice something or you notice what bag they were carrying or what shoes they're wearing. You're like, oh, okay, maybe that's what my ideal client really values. And over time, it'll get a lot more refined. And then a second thing you could do that we always recommend, especially if you're trying to up-level the ideal client that you want to appeal to is to schedule a branding session with a photographer. So find a great brand photographer, find a good stylist, and then work with them to 
create maybe three really intentional outfits that you can wear during your branding session because your current clients will probably up level with you or aspire to be where you're going and what you're communicating through those outfits. But the clients that you're wanting to appeal to that are on that next level are probably not going to come down to where you currently are. So a great way to do that is to get some really good photos taken of you that you can put all over your website and have a really cohesive brand image online. And then kind of along with that is creating a few uniforms for you. These are just kind of the fallback uniforms that you can throw on with five minutes notice. If you know you have a Zoom meeting coming up or an in-person meeting that you just have these things to fall back on that you know will communicate your brand perception really well. And like I said, you don't need to do your entire wardrobe. You just need a few of these uniforms that you know you can fall back on. Yeah, I love that third tip, by the way, just because I feel like I have a few <laughs> outfits. Again, as somebody with no style, you know, that I'm like, okay, I feel like like I know these things match, right? Which is more yes. than I can say for my son's outfit this morning before he went to school. I'd picked out like <laughs> a striped t-shirt with horizontal stripes. And then he had like a seersucker striped vertical yes. shorts going oh, on. Incredible. And Krista was just like, oh. <laughs> you really, you know, it's like, hey, I'm sorry. I just grabbed, you know, stuff. But anyway, so I love the uniform idea. Yeah. When they're that little, though, they look cute in anything. That's right. You know, that's right. So while he can get, get away with it, I guess maybe as he gets older, I'll, I'll be better off letting Krista choose his outfits. But, <laughs> you know, so, but I do, I appreciate all those things. I mean, the uniform one, just from a practical perspective, the brand session stuff, I really do think, I mean, like, we tell people all the time, you know, websites are images and copy, right? And so investing exactly. in brand images and investing in copywriting, I mean, that takes your, your website to a whole new level. Exactly. Yeah. And it really, it really does make a, a difference when you have images that convey a consistent aesthetic across your website. So I cannot emphasize that enough to people who are listening who are working on their website right now. I also, you know, I'm curious too, like, I wonder if we sent over our brand questionnaire to you all, like how much of that you all could use to like, I know, that would be fascinating. You know, if we just send out, sent you like a sample brand questionnaire that was filled out, right? How helpful that would be to you in determining, you know, somebody's style. Oh, yeah. But yeah, just curious about that. Yeah, I mean, those are all, I think those are all really helpful. I guess one question, you know, when we're talking about style, especially if we're trying to reach more of a luxury level client is, do I need, you know, luxury level clothes, right? You know, do people have concerns about that coming to you? Is like, ah, you know, am I going to have to buy really expensive clothes, uh, essentially? Yeah, you're dead on exactly. Whenever you start talking about style and clothing, I feel like a lot of people's first reaction is, well, I don't want to spend $800 on a pair of Gucci loafers. And the good news is, is that you don't necessarily need to spend really insane amount of money on a whole new wardrobe. Really goes back to that first step of figuring out what your ideal client values. So for instance, Will and I were styling an elopement photographer in Colorado a couple weeks ago for her branding session. And her ideal client is pretty adventuresome, outdoorsy. And when you think about it, her ideal client is not going to connect with Gucci loafers or Chanel bag or something like that. They might not recognize even what it is. And if they do, it actually might hurt her more than it helps her because clothing is only a tool for communication. And so you want your ideal client to feel like you understand them, you understand how they see the world. So for that elopement photographer, if she posts an Instagram story of her in a Patagonia jacket on a hike on the weekend, that's going to connect with her 
ideal client so much more than showing up in a monogram Gucci jacket or something like that. So it really does go back to that first step of getting to know what your ideal client values and then tailoring your style decisions for them. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess if your client does recognize you know, a brand like Gucci or something like that, then all of a sudden maybe it, it does benefit to have that expensive clothing. Right. Yeah. It totally depends on what they value and also what they don't value. Like Cam said, it's super helpful to go through that list of what's not on their list, what could potentially not harm you. You know, the stuff's not going to make or break the experience, but it can further help them just feel connected to you. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense. You know, I think so much uh, of brand design, right, is, you know, getting your potential client or prospective client to say, oh, oh, you too, you know, in this sort of a rip off of, you know, what C.S. Lewis says about friendship as well. So kind of a knock off that, but who knew C.S. Lewis can teach us about brand design. (laughs) So (laughs) what should you do? I think that this is a fascinating question to me because, and I, I guess I'll just get on with it, but what should you do if what your ideal client values isn't what you personally value? Chris and I used to joke that, back when we were doing the wedding photography thing that we wouldn't have hired us as wedding photographers, not because we weren't <laughs> skilled, you know, but just because, you know, we were charging a lot of money for wedding photography. Right. And, you know, our brand, I think was a little bit different than who we were, if that makes sense, you know? Right. Uh, and of yes. course there's some joking there. Of course we would have hired ourselves, I guess, yada, yada, but you get the point, I think. So how do you, how do you deal with that disconnect? I think. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, I will say that it does tend to be more rare with entrepreneurs to have that disconnect just because we find with a lot of business owners, you create a business that is really an extension of yourself. And so if you really value modern, clean design, you're probably attracting clients who also value that. But saying that, it does happen sometimes where, especially let's say if you're maybe aiming for a luxury clientele or you're charging luxury prices, And those just aren't things that you value in your day-to-day life, which is totally okay. But for that, usually we recommend going back to Cam's thought of creating uniforms. And so we usually say, go ahead and start with like three. Three is a good number to get started on. And be super intentional and invest in those uniforms that you can just kind of have on rotation for any client-facing interactions. We do say, you know, it's more important to focus on the material the fit of that item, the color, than it is to focus on the price tag. And so, you know, you can choose a beautiful silk blouse that fits you really well, and that will communicate the same elevated aesthetic that you want it to as, you know, a Dolce & Gabbana blouse. And to be honest, your client probably won't know that it says Dolce & Gabbana on that inside label. So you can get that silk blouse from a more affordable brand like an M.M. Lafleur, Everlane, and still have that elevated look of luxury. And so if you do your ideal client analysis and you realize that they really do value visible luxury brand, you know, being out monogrammed on stuff, we usually say to limit that in your uniform outfits to shoes and bags. We find that that's like the easiest place for them to visibly see it and it'll appeal to your client in the most visual way. And if you don't value those things again, you can get those items pretty easily secondhand from places like the Real Real or the Stair Collective. And so you don't have to, you know, swallow the price tag since you don't value that item, but you know that it's an investment worth making because it appeals to your client and makes them feel known. 
Yeah. And I guess to your point too, it is an investment. Like there should be a return on that because you should hopefully attract that kind of client, right? So right, yeah. I guess that makes sense too. It makes maybe putting money down for that kind of thing a little bit of an easier pill to swallow for people who might not value that in their day-to-day life, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that captures it, you know, exactly. You know, I think before Chris and I, we were serving a, a luxury level client, you know, but we weren't like luxury is not necessarily how we spend our money, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the hardest part about that is just making sure that you're, you know, especially across social media, which can be more of a casual platform, you know, making sure that you're consistent there as well. You know, one of the things that I really hadn't even thought about, but Cameron, you mentioned at the beginning of the the interview was, you know, what people see when they, they land on your website for the first time or what people see on social media for the first time. Because, you know, to your point, that's really when we encounter uh, certainly a lot of service providers that we work with for the first time. It's not in person, you know, it's not like we're showing up to their shop anymore or something like that. So that kind of stuff, I think, becomes so much more important nowadays. No, exactly. That first photo or video that someone sees of you online is probably your new handshake introduction. So there's definitely a little bit more pressure on it than maybe historically. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, such a good point. Well, where can people figure out more about you? about you and what you do and how you might be able to help them. Yeah. So we are on Instagram and our website. They're both refined elevation. So that's our company name. And we are, yeah, basically giving out business tips and style tips for entrepreneurs through Instagram, through the email list. So man, there's a lot of good free content on the website also that can kind of dive a little bit deeper into what we've talked about today and get entrepreneurs started on that path. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll make sure that all those things are in the show notes so that people know where to find you all and especially a link to sign up for the email list and to grab some of these free tips. And Krista always says, she's like, if something ever happens to me, you know, she's given me a few shops where I have to just buy clothes <laughs> off of the, you know, off of the the mannequins, right? Oh, yes. perfect. Yeah. So, but instead, I'm just going to tell her, no, I got Cameron Will- Willow now. All right. <laughs> they won't, we'll let, they won't let me down. Navy. We can do it. That, yeah, that's right. But thank you all. <laughs> thank you all so much for your time and sharing your expertise today. And please let us know how it goes in the future. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us today. It's been a pleasure talking with you about it. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantKrista.com. 